Welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. My name is Red. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. Now let's jump into this show. <laughs> let's jump into the new episode. This is only the intro, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. If you missed it in the intro, my name is Red. Hey, how you doing? If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Red people, please welcome your new cousins. Please, no throwing shade and no side eyes. It's greatly appreciated. If you're returning, what's up, red people? If you don't know why I call you red people, it's because my name is Red and you are my people. Hey, how you doing? Um, Quick side note before we jump into just scrolling. I have two. Side note number one. If you hear anything in the background, please ignore it. Simply because I'm recording at a different time than what I'm used to. But prayerfully, next episode we will be back to our regularly scheduled program (sighs) jesus it is hot y'all it is it is hot mother nature is on one it was just storming earlier today and now (sighs) jesus the the that old gospel song said it wouldn't be water but fire next time god i pray this ain't the next time because this fire ain't getting it um Side note number two. Sorry, y'all know if y'all used to this, y'all been here, y'all know I get sidetracked very easily. Side note number two. Check out this podcast, The Bathroom Chronicles. I wanted to give a quick shout out to The Bathroom Chronicles because I have genuinely fallen in love with this podcast. The person who is over it, I don't know what to call us. DJ, well, we don't really play music, but hey. Um, the person who the podcast belonged to, his name is Kendall, but he goes by the Black Buh. He is a dope person. He covers different things on his podcast from black culture to self-help to life experiences. You know, check him out. Check out his podcast and enjoy him just as much as I do. Enjoy his podcast and the conversations he has with his friends just as much as I do. And if you're looking for it, it's T-H-E-E, bathroom, how you would normally spell it, and then Chronicles, C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S, The Bathroom Chronicles. Check it out. Check it out. I just want to do that quick shout out. Shout out. He didn't ask me to or anything like that. He doesn't even know that I'm doing it. I just believe he has a dope podcast. All right, now that the side notes is out the way, I was just scrolling across this ghetto-ass internet, and unfortunately, I came across the report of the El Paso shooting at in Walmart, where unfortunately, 20 people lost their lives, and I believe a dozen or a little over a dozen were injured. I refuse to give this, this shooter any recognition beyond what he has already gotten in the media what I will say is 
I pray for those families who lost loved ones. I pray that the spirit of healing flows throughout their lives. I pray for those who were injured. I pray that healing, peace, and strength comes to you or flows to you, as well as to the family who lost loved ones. Um, But this man walked in Walmart with a AK-47 and killed 20 people. And as I said, injured, I believe, a dozen or a little over a dozen. And guess what? The police didn't have to tackle him, didn't. He's he's still living. Walked right out of Walmart. Police just handcuffed him, walked him out. Ain't that something? A man falsely accused for selling cigarettes loses his life. It take a gang of y'all to to get him down, and he ends up dying. But the person who actually kills 20 people, y'all can walk him out upright with just two of you. Ain't that some bullshit. But... Uh, my prayers are to that to those families and to those who are injured. My love, my prayers, all the positive energy I have to send. Kind of shifting just a tad bit because we're still in this be in the realm of this jacked up justice system that's supposed to be justice for all. But we get to celebrate a little bit because Centoya Brown will be released. I believe her release date is August 7th she will be released from prison if you do not know anything about Centoya's story please look it up and you will see why many people are excited for her release and some people are iffy like pissed about her release because she is being released from prison after being sentenced to life she's being released from prison And she has to do 10 years probation, mandatory check-ins. She has to do mandatory counseling, mandatory community service and outreach to at-risk youth, which she was doing anyway. It's been reported in several different sources that she was a model prisoner or model inmate. She received her degree, her bachelor's degree while in prison. She received her associate's degree. She was already speaking to uh, at-risk youth and everything. So there's that. But she has to serve 10 years probation. Here's the problem with that, if you don't know Centoya's story. Centoya killed a man when she was 16, and she was tried as an adult. But the man that she killed bought her, and she was a part... She was sex trafficked. And... She was fighting for her life. She had been raped and drugged for days, um, given drugs and raped for days. She was forced into prostitution by a pimp. And so, like I said, uh, the man that she killed, he actually bought her. And one night, she I believe she was raped and then she ended up getting a gun from uh, her purse or something and she killed him and she ran she was charged with felon uh first degree murder uh felony robbery 
and I believe it was one more. She was tried as an adult. Now, she was pimped. She was raped. She was drugged. She's a victim. But it's, it's, it's as if she was punished for fighting for her life. Ain't that some bullshit. But then we have cases like John Enoch, who raped two women, one in 2013, one in 2015, and he was just sentenced to a year probation. Spent one day in jail. Pled guilty to a class A misdemeanor. There, his DNA matched. There was video of him going into the room with one of the girls, and she didn't come out to about 24 minutes later, I believe. And let's see, DNA video and witness testimony. But the charges of rape were dropped against him, and he was just charged a class A mean class A misdemeanor. But this is justice for all, right? Is it? Like when you really think about it, is this justice for all? It's it's like I don't want to really genuinely go on a rant, but a rapist, rapist, gets charged a year probation or sentenced with a year probate probation and one day in jail, while a victim fighting for her life is charged with she was sentenced to life with an additional eight years she was 16 charged as an adult 15 years later she gets she gets out by the grace of god she gets out and she wasn't supposed to be eligible for parole until she was 69 but 15 years she has served for fighting for her life. And now she still got to serve 10 years probation. Somebody explain that to me, please. And this is justice for all. But moving on, ladies, what would you do if you received a text message or not you, but you're dating a guy who has a who has a child, you know, him and his baby mama, let's say have a good relationship. And you pick up his phone and his baby mama sent him a picture of her boob. Yeah, full-blown nipple and everything. But hey, the baby is in the picture. The baby's breastfeeding. Air quotes. Breastfeeding. And you tell your man, look, I see this is disrespectful. I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. Please don't like tell her not to send this no more. So your man does it. Hey, can you please not send me pictures like this anymore? My girlfriend thinks they're nudes. I don't want, you know, I don't want her to feel disrespected. Please don't send me any more pictures like this. Thank you for understanding. And the baby mama texts back. Well, you asked for a picture and he was asleep. So I wasn't finna risk waking him up. And if your lady friend can't tell the difference between nursing a child and nudes that sounds like her issue 
hold up, hold Um, you the one that's in the wrong. But this is now my issue. Now the boyfriend slick. I slick throw some blame on him because she was like, "Well, you the one ask for the baby mom said, "Well, you the one that asked for the picture." Okay, cool. I asked for the, I asked for a picture of my kid. I asked for a picture of your boo. I ain't want to risk waking him up. You was gonna have to wake him up anyway. Either he sleep or he breastfeeding. Which one? Because if he sleep, there was no need for your boob to be in that picture. Let's be real about it. And for the boyfriend to be like, well, my girlfriend thinks they're nude, so you know, don't send me that no more. No, it. What the devil? It should have never been. Well, my girlfriend thinks they're nudes. Yada yada yada. No, that's where they. No, 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 no. Hey, this is inappropriate. I appreciate you feeding my child, but just send me a picture of the child. I don't need your boob. I got a whole female. She got two of them. She got two nice melons. I can look at them nipples all day. But I don't need yours. I know what yours look like. I've had yours. We're done. I don't want yours no more. I want hers. Now I'm in trouble. So, ladies, what would you do? Do you see that as disrespectful? Or do you see it as, well, the child's being nurtured? Because me personally, I don't want to say I'm a cut you. I ain't going to cut you, but it's a, I'm, after I air my grievances and she reply, well, it sounds like that's her issue. Now me and you need to have a conversation because if I send that to your man, you going to be ready to fight. Then I got a dog walk you across this concrete on a leash on a Monday afternoon at 3.45 p.m. Mm-mm, don't do that. Please don't set my life up like that. I don't want my life set up like that, okay? It was disrespectful, ma'am. It was disrespectful. Let's move on to the next segment. <sighs> Y'all done ran my blood pressure up. Ghetto ass internet. I'm I'm done. I'm done, y'all. Let's move on. We're gonna get to a happier time, okay? Let's move. Okay, so we've reached unique thoughts. <clears throat> Jesus. Wait. <clears throat> there we go. I don't know what got caught up in my throat, Father, but that wasn't it. Um, we've reached unique thoughts. <laughs> And if you've been listening for a little while, you know one of the shows I don't want to say I'm obsessed with because they run my blood pressure up a little bit too much for that. But I'm slightly more than interested in is Love After Lockup. And the season that's on now is called Life After Lockup because it follows couples that's already been on Love After Lockup. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please, please, if you want to be entertained. With your blood pressure raised slightly, look the show up. Watch season one and season two so you know who these people are on this season's this this season of life after lockup, okay? So I've talked about Michael, Sarah, and Megan before. I don't want to cover I don't want to get into them right now. They they're still a mess. But <laughs> I never talked about Lamar and Andrea. Andrea is a strict Mormon 
Well, I say strict loosely because when Lamar first got out of jail, baby, I believe she let that monkey swing. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to judge you. This is the judgment-free zone, okay? But <laughs> she is a Mormon from Utah, and she black. I don't, that has nothing to do with nothing. But when you really think about it, how many black people in Utah are Mormons? How many black people are actually in Utah when you really think about it? But that's neither here nor there. But she is a Mormon from Utah. And Lamar is a Crip from California. Sound like an odd parent, don't it? I know. I know it is. So Lamar was in jail for almost 20 years. Or a little bit over 20 years. And I believe Andrea was on meetsaninmate.com or she discovered him through pen pal. I I really don't remember their story because they were in the very first season, but (laughs) they're now married. Let's just say their, their relationship has had some struggles because he went from being in jail to now being a stepdad to two teenagers and a the little girl might be like six or seven now and a husband and (laughs) the episode that I watched the current episode that I watched because the season finale is next week and I cannot wait this uh episode I watched basically they went to Utah to visit her family because she in all this being, I'm in love. I love him so much. Yada, yada, blase, blase. She uprooted her kids who, at the time, they didn't know this man that well. The little girl called him Papa because that was the look. That's the main person the little girl knew. She would always talk to him when the mom talked to him and all of that. But the old older kids ain't really that crazy about him. So... They, her, she up in, Jesus, okay. She picked up her kids and moved them from Utah to California. Let's just say it's been a struggle because Lamar went back to jail. He's out now, but he went back to jail. So they go to Utah, Lamar, Utah. They go to Utah, Lamar and Andrea go and visit her friends and everything because it's, I, I do so much for you. I I moved all the way out here and I have no family, no friends, no nothing, no Mormon community. That's the risk you took, but hey. But they go to Utah and <laughs> her friends, the husbands of her friends are trying to really convert him into being Mormon. And it was like, you know, we just want to talk to you about the mission um, and about getting closer your relationship with God. I think Mormons call call God God, I believe. But they, you know, he's kind of getting creeped out. So now it's time to leave. And she tells him, babe, you know I love you. And I'll do anything for you. But I'm not going back to California. And he started laughing. He was like, what you mean you're not going back? You know, we got to go. I'm not going back to California. And you're not going back to California. <laughs> he said, why? I've talked to your parole officer. Your parole officer said that you can parole here now. And I have your ID, your debit card, and the keys. 
You can't leave. We're not going back to we're not going back to California. He was like, You don't have my ID and my debit cards? She said, Yes, I do. And apparently, while before they left home, she grabbed his birth certificate. So she has <laughs> all his shit. He can't go nowhere. <laughs> And she was like, you can't leave. We're not. She was like, I'm tired of living in California. I'm not going back to California. I moved there for you. I did this. I sacrificed for you. You can come here. He said, I'm not coming to Utah. What? Is, he said, look at Utah. <laughs> he was like, bro, give me my stuff back. And what you mean you talk to my parole officer? Your parole officer said that you can parole here. He says, she was like, as a matter of fact, we don't have to go back to get the kids. The kids are on their way here now. I have to put this down payment on this rental house. By the end of the day today, I've been talking to my old employers. Um, I talked to the kids old school to make sure they can get back in school we're not going back to California. He said, man, you crazy. I'm going back to California. And then it's like the tone of voice. She said it in. <laughs> We're not going back to California. I'm not going back to California. He said, man, you can live here. You can stay here and I'll go back. He, That's not how this works. We're married. I just, I've done so much for you. It's like, <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Like, ma'am, what in the... You're mine now. <laughs> Y'all, what I said, you have to look into this. Because she... And she told her friend about it. Her best friend. She was like, I'm going to tell him that we're staying. She told him she had the ID and everything. Her friend was like, that is kidnapping. You're holding this man hostage. You can't do that. She was like, look, I don't need the good Mormon girl right now. I just need my friend, my ride or die. And I I need you to have my back on this. I need you to help me convince him to stay here. Bitch, wait a minute. No, 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 (laughs) no. And one of my friends, as much as I love you, come to me and say, girl, so my man coming. I don't want him to leave. I'm going to take his stuff. I need you to help me convince him to stay. What? Like, when I say, if you've ever seen the commercial with little oranges, the Halo commercial, where (laughs) the creepy little twins, mom said you can stay and play. (laughs) Do you want to spend the night? When I say that's the tone of voice it was in, like, it was creepy as hell. Y'all better do a background search on the people that you say you in love with, because baby... You gonna wake up one day and your ish gonna be missing, and they gonna be standing over you talking about some. You can't leave. You can't go anywhere now. We're staying. Hey, honeys. So we've made it, as you can see, to Hey, honey. And this week, I have a question. Um, to give my input and advice on, um, if you want to send me a question, reach out to me on anchor. If this is how you're listening to me, reach out to me on anchor, send me a message. Yeah. Uh, I believe they do voice memos. Send me a voice memo, uh, with your question and I do my best to give my 
advice and input on it or follow me on Instagram at uniquely underscore spoken underscore words. I need to create a separate page for my, excuse me, for my podcast. We, I believe I'm gonna do that, but let's get to this question. So the question is, it's actually like a two part question. So I'm gonna answer one part and then answer another. In one word, what do you live for and why? One word, purpose. Why? Because I don't really know mine yet, in a sense. And I don't want to leave this earth not knowing what my purpose was. I don't want to, excuse me, I don't want to live in a sense of uncertainty and knowing okay I know God has a purpose and a plan for my life he said that in his word but what is it so um purpose is the answer to that part of the question and excuse me what uh now I can't read what pushes you and motivates you to get up every day and live for that So, as I said, I don't want to leave this earth without knowing exactly what my purpose is. And not only not knowing what what my purpose is, not living in my purpose. Because I believe there's so much power in your purpose and there's so much freedom, excuse me, in your purpose. And I don't want to live each day, live out the rest of my days, not living in my purpose, in my power, and in my freedom. I could easily say, oh, well, my family is why is what motivates me and I got to get up and do this for them. No, <laughs> it, I mean, they're part of the reason. Yes, true enough. But that's that's a cliche answer. <laughs> but for some people, it's like that's the main thing that pushes them. But that's that will be for them. That answer will be for them. What pushes you? my family they you know they I want to want them to see me win whatever the case may be that's for them I want to do this for me I want to know what my purpose is I want to be able to live out every day freely and powerful powerfully in my purpose I watch this youtuber named Terrell and I recently watched one of his um videos he posted and he kind of touched on this where he said, if you're not living in your purpose, you'll, you'll be in a state. How did he say it? If you're not living in your purpose, you'll be unhappy, first of all. And you'll be in a state of uncertainty. I'm going to say that. Because you can be good at something and it not be your purpose. You can be great at it and it not be your purpose. And you'll never have joy. You'll be miserable. You're good at, oh, you're good at cooking? Okay, that's cool. You go to culinary school and everything, but your passion is in filmmaking? This, you're not going to be happy. You know, if you have a practical job and you need that job for survival, you know, keep it. But all... He uh he said something that kind of struck. 
you know, you have a practical nine to five and you know you're not good at a nine to five, but you need that nine to five to survive. Keep it. But there's going to come a day where you have to lose it, where you're going to have to cut that nine to five loose to live in your purpose. You have to keep your purpose in the forefront of your mind. If you don't, you're not going to be happy. You're going to become bitter, especially when you see somebody else win, when you see somebody else living freely in their purpose. It's going to it's going to eat you up inside so bad. And it's going to make you resent that person or it's going to make you resent parts of yourself. You don't want to live in the area of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. So learn your purpose. Everyone has one. Even when it doesn't feel like it. For me, I have felt, especially since after graduating college, I have felt, God, what... what 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 am I here for? Because I'm mainly I like I'm living for everybody else. I'm doing everything for everybody else, but I'm not doing anything that makes me happy. I love helping other people. I don't mind helping. You know, I don't mind taking care of people, but this isn't where my passion is. I have had several people tell me you should have been a nurse. You should have went to nursing school. Yeah, that probably would have been cool. But that's not where my passion is. I would have been good at it. But there would have came a time where I would have been miserable. And nobody needs to live in that state of misery. Because we all know the same misery loves company. So what, what motivates me? my purpose why because i want to see what it is i want to be able to live in it and walk in it and i want to be able to just to tie in family i want to be able to let them see me walk into it let them be able to see you know you don't have to be afraid to let go and you're going to have to sacrifice to stand boldly in your purpose. God did not create the spirit of fear. Man did that. We do that. Well, what if? What about? How come? This isn't. How is this going to work? We create doubt. We create fear. We create all of these things especially when we're not in our purpose it's scary sometimes it's scary to live in your purpose because you don't know what it's going to cost but the cost compared to the peace the power and the freedom that cost is never too high find your purpose live in your purpose walk in your purpose i guarantee you you have one even if you can't see it right now god sees it god knows it you're in the area that he wants you to be in now you still have to put forth the effort you still gotta work but nothing happens without his knowledge nothing catches him by surprise so walk in your purpose
Live in your purpose. Be powerful in your purpose. Live in live in your purpose on purpose. And unapologetic unapologetically live in your purpose. I love you. All you guys and girls and non-binary identifying people. We've reached the end of the episode. Sad. But, hey, you can look forward to a new episode next week. Prayerfully. Prayerfully. I'm going to be on time and everything next week. Prayerfully. Look forward to a new episode next week. But we have reached Unique Speaks and... I said in the last episode that you will possibly get a poem this episode. You're not going to get a poem, but you're going to get something much, much more special than a poem. Why? Because it comes from the good book. If you don't know what the good book is, baby, check your spirit. Get right with the Lord, okay? While you still have time. While the blood is yet running warm in your veins. Um... (laughs) So, I don't want to say the quote, but the scripture that I'm going to give you all today comes from Isaiah 43 and 2. And this is the ESV version. I don't know what ESV stands for, but it it also is in comparison to the new literal translation version which is easier for me to understand because sometimes king james go over my head but the scripture comes from isaiah 43 and 2 and it says when you pass through the waters i will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you when you walk through the fight through fire you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. I hope that hits your spirit the way that it hit mine. Because the I, right now I'm in this space of transition and I'm praying along the way. And I pray for guidance and wisdom and peace along the way. So this right here says to me you know I'm with you no matter where you go no matter what you go through I'm with you and one of the messages that I've been getting throughout the week and it's crazy because we're singing this song at church coming up (laughs) is it's an old song from God's property in Kirk Franklin called More Than I Can Bear and the lyrics to that first verse or was the only verse really in that song I've gone through the fire and I've been through the flood I've been broken into pieces seen lightning flashing from above but through it all I remember that he loves me and he cares and he'll never put more on me then I can bear. God will never put more on you than you can bear. He won't give you more than you can handle. He'll never leave you alone. He's right there with you 
we may walk away from him he never walks away from us we may turn our back on him he doesn't turn his back on us he steadily he's steadily knocking at the door of your heart all we have to do is let him in all we have to do is be open and willing to let him in and let him take control so yeah carry that with you through the rest of this month through the rest of this year not just the rest of this day or next week take it with you through the rest of this month god will not put more on you than you can bear excuse me and he will never leave you alone he will never leave you he will never forsake you so that's all i got thank you for tuning in to another episode of uniquely spoken my name is red until next time please remember l-o-v-e is all you need i'll talk to you next time red people if you want to know why i call you red people it's because my name is red and you are my people i'll talk to you soon bye